Hello, welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, episode 35. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. Good morning, world. It's Saturday for us right now. At 7.41 a.m. Yep. And Dogecoin is at what, Sam? 21.7 cents. Let me tell you what. I sure do enjoy cryptocurrencies going up on a Friday. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I think, like, within a 24-hour span, Ethereum and Bitcoin were up 10%, and that makes me happy. Happy, happy. Mm-hmm. So, that's, um, that was cool. That was cool, fun to watch. Um... Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. What are we up to today, Sam? Well, Mimi is currently harassing Dash, if anybody can hear him in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we up to today? Mm-hmm. Oh, so um, if anybody knows what Eau Claire is famous for, we are famous for Menards, the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and was, is it John Menards' brother? Brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Um. He passed away, and him and his wife have a 300-car collection. Here's what I'm trying to figure out, right? Right. She's getting rid of every single car. Because so, they, she couldn't take care of them or drive them enough. Right. One, well, because it was her her and her husband's hobby, not her. So she's getting rid of every single car. That's why she's not even keeping one, right? Mm-hmm. You're telling me they had exactly 300 cars? I mean, I'm sure it's like around 300. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm like, dude, who just stops at exactly 300? What if you find a good deal? Yeah. But so, and also, um, the fact that she says she can't take care of them or drive them all enough, how in the world were they able to drive 300 cars enough anyways? That's what I'm saying. They, there's no way. There's no way they were. But anyways, they are uh, auctioning off all the cars, so we're going to go to the car auction today. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we're going to be cutting it close. We're going to have to have a shorter podcast today. We can do a short podcast. Um, we did have a suggestion, so we'll probably go with that. You bet. Um, any other updates first, Sean? Our office has not moved yet. Uh, yeah, kind of a little lazy. We were kind of a little lazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, we'll get there, though. Yeah. We'll get there. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm getting a new office space for the group homes. That's fine. In a, in a couple of months. That'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Sean, what did I have to convince you of the other night before going to bed? And I will keep reminding you every time. You want to sell a car. Yeah, so here's the deal. Sam made some pretty good points to me. And I kind of, you know, kind of with like the vision thing, you just dial down, dial down, dial down. She kind of did something similar to me with my um, car buying, car buying life. And uh, and this is what we kind of figured out. I go in this, this pattern. Go ahead, Sam. Sean, could you guess how many cars you've had since we started dating? Since we've started dating? Yep. Probably like three or four, maybe five. 
Yeah, it's probably been like 10, 15. No, it's been at least 15. Yep. Because um, Sean always goes through these phases where he wants just a red vehicle he can beat up. He wants a manual. He wants a toy. He wants a truck. But the problem with it is is he'll sell whatever he has to get what he's in the mood for next. And currently, Sean, what do we have for vehicles? Mm, right now? Yes. Oh, nothing big. We got a we got a pick 'em up truck, a Chevy fifteen hundred, and then we got a Kia Soul, and we got a Forerunner, and we got our Corvette. Mm-hmm. So right now we have pretty much everything Sean wants. We have a truck, the Kia Soul is a manual. We got our toy car, which is the Corvette, and then we have our beater, the Forerunner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I convinced Sean, cause it's not hindering us having all of them. Oh, and we also have a motorcycle. Can't forget that one. Dude, this motherfucker is auctioning off a split window Chevrolet Corvette, a 63 split window. Oh, only made them for one year. A 1954 Chevrolet Corvette Roadster. And a 56 Roadster. Those are like WTF. Sean, we should have taken out a second mortgage on our house. Dude. Dude. Anyways, so currently we have one of everything Sean wants besides more toy cars, I would say. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a pretty accurate statement. So I convinced him it's not hindering us having any of them. Um, I think the motorcycle and the truck are the only things we have payments on. But the payments are so minuscule, um, and the interest we have to pay on them is so minuscule that it doesn't hinder us at all. Right. Um, and the insurance for all of them is actually not that bad at all. So I told them we should just keep them all. Right. Yeah, so here's 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 what we figured out. Here's, here's how I, this is kind of what we figured out. I will have a decent car. 50% of the time it'll have a loan on it. The other 50% I'll just buy the car. And we'll have a loan on it. And, or, or, or we'll just have a little nicer of a car. And I go, man, this car is nice to drive. But if I sold it, I either wouldn't have a loan or I could put that lump sum of money back in my pocket. And then I could just buy a shit box, run around in the shit box, and, and not have to worry about nothing. You know, I just, driving a cheap car and I got that that other money at my disposal so I can do whatever I want with it. And so that's what I do. I sell the vehicle, I buy a shipbox. And then halfway through my shipbox phase, I'll go, okay, this thing sucks ass. Like I'm sick of driving a shipbox. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I can either go get a loan or it'll cost me like 10 grand. I can just get a decent car. So what I do, I go out, I buy a decent vehicle because I'm like, who cares? You know, a loan will cost me like $250 a month on this. No big deal. Or it'll be like, it'll be like five, 10 grand. No big deal. Right. The problem is, uh, very shortly later, I'll be like, man, I could like save 250 bucks a month or I could have that money back. And then I'm like, well, I might as well just 
sell my shitbox then. And and then and then we just start the process back over. Correct. And so Sam was like, "How about we don't stop the process? How about we stop the process?" And I'm like, "Oof." Because right now we have one of everything. Yeah, and then um, and then uh, Ryan, Ryan is so so kind and nice to me. One day he wanted to be an asshole and said, "Hey, Sean." How much money do you think you spent just on registering and titling vehicles? And I was like, dude, that was a fucking low blow because it's been over 20 grand. And so like that was rude because I could have just bought a $20,000 fucking vehicle for that and have a nice vehicle. Instead, I'm an idiot. Correct. So I'm trying to stop the idiocracy. So anybody looking for advice on vehicles, stay away from me. Because now I know. Now I've, like, I've had people pinpoint exactly what's wrong with me. And I'm like, no, that's stupid. And you know what's nice about having four vehicles and a motorcycle? Hmm. You can have a change of scenery whenever you want. Here, 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 here's one better. Here's one better, okay? Back when I was in school, 2012, we had a friend buy like a 2010 Dodge pickup, almost new, spent like twenty, like $25,000 on, on a pickup in high school. And I'm like, dude, this guy's fucking insane. Like, I would never do something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Five-year loan. That means he would have had it paid off in 2017, okay? He's got a 2010 pickup. I don't even have a two. Th- I got a two thousand and eight pickup, okay. Mm-hmm. He had it paid off by two thousand seventeen, and then he just would keep having a nice vehicle until twenty twenty one, and it'd only be eleven years old. Now here I am, thinking back on that, going, "Wow, had I just fucking done that, I would have only had my one registration fee," you know. Mm-hmm. And I'd have a nice vehicle still. Uh, dependable, reliable. I know everything that's been done to it because I've had it its lifetime. Mm-hmm. Instead, what I do is not that, and I just go full stupid and go all over the place. Mm-hmm. How? Why, why is this? Why am I like this? Because you think you are. So now your brain thinks you are. So we're going to stop stop you from thinking that from now on. That's actually a really good idea. They have a 57 Nash Metropolitan. Would you stop looking at that so we can focus on the podcast? I am focused. Oh, my goodness. Focus. Oh, my God. Okay, today's Thank topic. You. Thank you to Ryan Gray. Thank brought you. up um, food. Food. Because food's awesome. I think we might have blogged about food a little bit. Maybe we've talked about it here and there. Maybe. I don't know. Um, one of our main things is uh, our lunches, which a lot of people ask me about my lunch at work all the time. Um, it is the greatest lunch ever. Uh, and we've been eating it for about three and a half, probably almost four years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally just ground beef seasoned, however you would like it. Mm-hmm. Rice. Mm-hmm. Vegetables. And some cheese. And cheese. 
cheese. Sometimes Sean likes to get a little risque and put some sour cream in it. Yeah, thanks to Ryan Gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yummy. Uh, but only a little bit because you don't want to be too much of a fatty. Yeah, I'm not putting the, the, the four or five scoops in the guac. Yeah. Try to keep it a little healthy up in this joint. Mm, but it honestly takes us, if we just had that to make, it, how long does it take to make well, okay, so we got, 12 meals? We got that and our breakfast combo down to making it in one hour. Correct. Making and packaging in an hour. Yep. For, uh, for that, that lasts us four days. Correct. So you only have to do that twice a week. So that's two hours of meal prep for all your lunches, all your breakfasts. Yep. And our breakfasts are also pretty simple. Uh, those kind of change out around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But right now we're both doing um, scrambled eggs with spinach and peppers, um, sometimes bacon. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Is that all that's in that? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's our... Oh, that's and cheese. Our, and cheese, saying. yeah, that's our, our big one. And we switched to mozzarella cheese because it's less uh, lactose. Yeah. For for my my sensitive guts. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like, we'll add rice if we need a little bit more substance in it. Um, mm-hmm. We used to do breakfast sandwiches, but we've kind of steered away from those. I think we kind of overate those a little too much. Yeah, we ate a lot of breakfast sandwiches. Mm-hmm. God, those were good, though. Or Remember we'll do... Yes. Ah, those were or we'll do uh, bu- 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 protein pancakes. Oh, yeah, protein pancakes. We just recently, well, not recently, within the past year, we probably did that. Yeah. Yeah. So, breakfast, we kind of switch it up a little bit every now and then. Yeah. But lunch is the same. Yeah, I it now is to the point where if I don't have that for lunch, I get real sad. It's just good. It's so good. You can just count on it being there. Mm. You know what I would think that would be like? What? Having a nice, reliable vehicle. Okay, well, you can just always count. You have had the same vehicles for the past three months, ish. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on a good. I'm on a good track. Yep. Good track. Um, one good thing or one thing to note. Um. You. People people tell me all the time that they. Thank you, Dash and Mimi. Um. There's no way I could eat. The same meal. <laughs> Take five. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Chill. chill for one second. Chill for one second. Okay. The one thing people say the most is there's no way I could eat the same meal every single day for four years. And I say, yes, you can. Um, literally it probably takes about a month and then you, like, it's fine. A lot of people, like, like your mom, Sean, she said like she would just get so bored of it. But once you get past the first month, it's a relief to just have the same thing every day. Yeah. Yep. You go through a little bit of a, a little intro period. And then after that, it's like, Ooh, this was the right choice for me. Yeah. Oh, um, there's one massive downside to that. What? You get so dependent on certain meals yeah. that when you don't eat those meals or you eat something not similar, you it just messes you up. Yeah. Like your guts ain't feeling good, you ain't feeling good, your your sleepy yeah, whatever that's, it is. When I said I get sad when I don't eat it, it's literally because I feel like shit. You just feel like shit. Yep. Yeah, I yeah, like I just uh, 
vacations are hard for us yeah. because of that. We die. Um, so a lot of times we'll make sure our like hotel has a microwave and a fridge, mm-hmm. um, because then we can <clears throat> bring some meals with us if we wanted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then dinner is something we struggled with for the longest time and just started getting back on a good horse with it. Yep. Yeah. For a little bit, we used to meal prep dinners. And then we quit doing that. And then we would just eat out half of them and make half of them. And we finally got to the point where we've been making most of them again. Yeah. Just like that night. Yeah, we make them fresh. Just because a lot of the stuff we eat for dinner um, will be like fish, steak, and chicken. Mm-hmm. And those just don't taste good reheated. No, those are those are best, uh, best cooked fresh. Yeah. Fresh. Mm-hmm. So... We go to Aldi, get our nice, good chicken and fish, and the cook it up. The steaks are very mm, mediocre there. Yeah. But, you know, you do what you do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we don't, we don't really drink sodas or anything. You drink a monster a day. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's just... Uh, yeah. So we're pretty healthy with those. Uh, we each have, like, one cup of coffee a day on the weekends. We get a little... I have two. I have to rock two a day. On the weekends, we go a little crazy and sometimes have two or three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, our diet is really simple. Uh, we don't eat pasta. We don't eat breads. Well, we do, but very not often. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll try and think we're treating ourselves, but usually in the end, we feel worse than, um, the enjoyment of eating it so it's just not worth it yeah so so ryan and kyle said to me the other day um because i might have gotten a donut and i ate the donut and within like 10 minutes it was i think it was within five minutes i just started feeling like shit just like instantly makes me feel bad and kyle and ryan are like dude you feel bad that fast and i'm like yeah and they're like well why do you eat this stuff and i'm like Addiction. Ad- addiction is why, I think. I can tell you why. Yeah, oh, Sam been reading about this. Um, so in my habit-changing book, uh, he... Atomic dis- Habits by... James Clear. Okay. Um, he discussed why, uh, like, there's a huge overeating issue in, like, the U.S. especially. That's not true. Our obesity rate's only like 50%. It's like higher than that, isn't it? I don't know. I swear to God, if it's higher than that, dude. I think it's like 60. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyways, uh, so our brains... 42.4% obese, you fat fucks. What is like the overweight? Because I think overweight... Oh, my God. I think overweight is just under obese. Yeah, but you got to keep in mind, I'm also overweight. It's, it's a pretty strewed thing. So, more than one-third of adults are obese. We know that. Another 32.5% of Americans are overweight. So, another on top of the obese. So, you're looking around 75% of American adults are overweight to obese. Bro, we need a change. So, here here's... Oh, my God. Sean, chill. So here's why this is. Um, 
so it has to do with our brain's reward system. Mm-hmm. Um, so our brains are still hardwired as if we're uh, hunters and gatherers. So our brain reacts very positively to, what was it, salt, sugar, and fats? Yep. Um, so whenever we get those things, it's like a burst of dopamine, which is very addictive for people, for humans. So our brains are actually rewarding us to eat salty, sugary, fatty things. Because we get dopamine hit. Because we get a dopamine hit. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so easy, like for you, Sean, like you're addicted to that dopamine hit Mm -hmm. whenever you have any type of sweet. You know what? You know, I will take two, three hours of feeling like shit for that one minute of donut. Do you want to know something else that's really cool? Huh. The dopamine hits before you even eat that donut. Oh, fuck, dude. I get so jazzed up just thinking about eating that sweet, delicious donut. So you get a huge hit of dopamine anticipating mm-hmm. what you're about to eat. And mm-hmm. it crashes once you start eating it. Um, oh, so my dopamine high is already over by the time I finish the donut. Correct. And then my just my literal disgust sets in. And I just start feeling like shit, and then I get depressed. Correct. Oh, my And then God. eventually you'll start leveling off, thinking about, well, I'm glad I at least still got the donut. That's oh. generally what it is. But Hey, what do you want to do for breakfast this morning? Should we get some donies? No. <laughs> I'd be down to get some Dunkin' Sandos. <gasps> Anyways, so... I went to Dunkin' yesterday. Sean Tudor. And uh, do with Ryan. And I didn't order anything. And that was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> you ahead, are Nick. not focused on this podcast no, at I am, fucking all. I am. No, I, I am going to murder you I want to just butt in sometimes just to razz you up. Oh, my goodness. Dude, you just get razzed. I like, we should just end this podcast. Just Ooh, see you later, everyone. Sean can't focus. I am focused. Whatever. So, anyways... This is our lives, like, in real life. I hope you all know that. <laughs> um, now I even, I forget, you know interrupting me is bad, because I always forget where I'm in. I, well, you were talking about Dunkin' Donuts, and then you were talking about the dopamine hits in your brain. And oh, okay, so food companies have spent billions of dollars... On the perfect combination of salt, sugar, and fats in foods to make them the most addictive. Do you have an example for us? Billions of dollars. Um, And that also includes keeping your brain engaged the entire time you're eating the item. So, like, what that means is every time, like, there's a different texture, it's like a new dopamine hit throughout the Mm. entire process. So that's why, um, like, with our meals, our, like, we just mix the entire meal together. So we don't get that dopamine hit throughout the entire time because there's no variety in our meals. Right. Right. Um, so if you think about, like, an Oreo, an Oreo has a crunchy outside and a soft inside. So every time you take a bite, you... First, get the hit from the crunch on the outside, 
and then you get another dopamine hit when you hit the smooth inside. And that's with every bite, because every bite is going back and forth between the crunch and the smooth. And the outside is kind of like salty. Probably a little bit. I'll just say it's, it's a little, it's like a different flavor than mm-hmm. the very sweet, creamy inside. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dude, I could smack a fucking raw Oreos. But so, billion. I bet you billion. Oh, well, billions. For sure billions. B- billions of dollars have gone into that. Yeah. Um, well, look at the little Debbie's. Those cuckers suckers are coming out with something new every couple few weeks. Not that I would know, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't ever get little Debbie's. But sometimes, you know, they've got different stuff. They Oh, my God. They came out with this, like, peanut butter cookie thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like a bar. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was, like, had peanut butter and a crunch to it covered in chocolate. And um, the flavors you got and the, and the textures you got with that, from what I heard people were telling me about it, not that I tried it. Um, we're just, just hit the dopamine. So because you keep eating sweets every single day, no, 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 no. you will always want to eat sweets. So because you're addicted to that dopamine hit. What if I'm addicted to donuts, Sam? It's still a sweet. Oh, well, so, okay. How do I, all right. How does one stop eating sweets? You have to be mentally strong. Oh my gosh. Well, hold on. How does someone quit eating salty stuff? Like think of think of like a good Lay's potato chip. Yeah. How do you quit eating that? You just have to not Well, one, don't give yourself the temptation. So don't have a bag of chips around. Don't have a donut around. And then you won't get the dopamine hit for th- like anticipating eating that you know what i mean dude what did you tell me the other day about self-control oh ah shoot i don't have my book up here um self-control is not a short or self-control is a short-term thing it is not a long-term thing yes your self-control is not like if, if you see someone who who's very disciplined and stuff it's not like oh that person has a lot of self-control like long term no they had self-control short term Mm -hmm. which allowed them to figure out a way to not put themselves in scenarios where they would have where their self-control would uh fail them yeah and so they set up their life and do these things so that they then have strong self-control because if every single day you've got a box of little debbies the tagalongs the peanut butter patties sitting in your in your pantry not that we have that right now and every time you open it up to grab food it's just staring at you and you get this little dopamine hit right if you don't have that temptation you're going to have more self-control because it's not an option it's not tempting you so your self-control is a short-term thing that allows you to set up your life and your environment to not keep testing your self-control so then self-control can be a long-term thing so that's why i love aldi because you mainly just have to get get through that like first little chunk so i don't look at the shelves or anything in that first little chunk until you hit the vegetables Mm -hmm. 
Because then the rest of our loop is all healthy stuff. That's true. That is yeah, all these. They tempt. They they. They tempt you right from the get go. Like, yeah, I do think people that struggle with this, the uh, what's that thing called? Like the a la carte thing, or or the uh, where they pick your food for you. They pick your food and you just pick it up. I don't know what I have no clue what you're talking about. What do you mean? You oh you ordered online. Oh, like the big you shit up. Yeah, you you just pick like you order and pick up. Yeah, but there's another one where they deliver it to you. It's like a app. I don't know. We don't use it. Why would I know what this is? Uh, people use it all the time. Whatever. Anyways. Somebody feel free to message me and tell me what that app is, so then I can start ordering Dunkin'. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But um, if you do the order online. Yes, you pay a little more to pick it up at the door, but then you're not walking through the store going, oh, shit, you know what? I do need that Kringle. Like, oh, man, those Oreos look good. Mm-hmm. You, you just order what you get, you pick it up, and you don't have those temptations. Talk about self-control. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Darling, remember a minute ago when I flustered you a little bit? Yes. But then I got you back on track. By reminding you our topic. Yep. That's true love. Sure is. Sure is. All right, Sam, let's move into the fun part of the podcast. What's that? Where'd we go to eat last night? Dude, we went to this place in Mondovi called Together Farms. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, I don't know, sustainable, self-sustainable business, kind of. It's a, whatever. It's a farm. It's a farm. Um, and they had really good burgers and some other fun things. Mm-hmm. Um, in your leftovers, you can feed to the pigs. Mm-hmm. And they had some wine, mm-hmm. some beer. Mm-hmm. It was a cool little joint. It was out in the sticks, uh, towards Mondovi, in between Oliva and Mondovi. Mm-hmm. You just park in a field. Yeah. Walk in, do your thing. It was pretty cool. You know, you uh, most people started leaving by eight. I think the place was cleared up probably by 8.30. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. We hung out with uh, Ryan and Eva, and uh, thank you for the invite. And then uh, we ran into Sam's manager, Kayla, and uh, her family. Mm-hmm. Does Kayla listen to our podcast? I don't know. She needs to. I'll work on it. Um, So that was fun. That was good. All right, Sam. Yes. Where did we go Tuesday? <sighs> what did we do Tuesday? <sighs> Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Sean and I mm, talk, got inv- talk about dopamine hits. Sean and I got invited uh, by our friends John and Catherine in the cities uh, to go to this event at a restaurant called Fema's. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean and I had no clue what we were doing. We didn't even know. I actually Fema. I thought it was a fundraiser. Yeah, we thought it was like some kind of fundraising event because it was like a hundred dollars yeah. per person. We we're like, oh, we're like supporting something. Yep. You guess what we were supporting. The restaurant. The restaurant in my tummy. And my tummy was very happy. Yeah, we had a three-course meal. Um, Sean, will will food ever be the same for you after that? You know what? It will be. Because we're going back. Because we're going back. <laughs> um, oh, my God. They have Wagyu, like six-ounce Wagyu. Eight-ounce. Eight-ounce Wagyu. For what they say, like 80 to 90 bucks? $70. You really didn't pay attention. God, that's so cheap. Yeah, that was really cheap. Oh, but anyways, 
let me lay out the evening for everyone here. So we get to the cities, right? Oh, and it was Roaring Twenties theme. It was Roaring Twenties theme. We get to the cities. We hang out with John. We get dressed up fancy. We head in, and we, we stop at a joint to start out with a bottle of wine because you gotta you got to get primed, right? we got to get primed for mm-hmm. this event. So then we're, we're talkative while at dinner. Yeah. So then John, Catherine, Sam, and I go across the street to FEMA's. Roaring 20s themed, so everybody looking good. Everybody having a good time. John and Catherine know just about everyone there. John and Catherine are on a first-name basis with pretty much every staff there. Yep. And they're like, yeah, guys, we don't come here often. And we're like, all right, sure, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, and we cruise in, all right? And we get probably one of the best seats in the house. Oh, yeah, 100%. We're right up by the bar every time. The chef, what was FEMA's first name? We're just going to go Chef FEMA. Mm-hmm. Every time Chef FEMA would come out to talk about our food, we were like within a stone's throw distance. And by a stone's throw, I mean a pebble toss. Mm-hmm. And we're listening to this magnificent man discuss the food we're about to be served. Mm-hmm. What was your all-time favorite dish? Or do you want to go through all the dishes let me, first? Let me, let me go through let me go through, then we, then we can recap, do a summary. Okay. So we sit down, and we have to start out with a cocktail to get us primed because the bottle of wine didn't prime us enough, you know? You need more priming. So we get cocktails. Sam, what in the world did John and I order? Uh, I don't even know. It was some sort of old-fashioned. They set this plate out. This, this little, like, serving tray, there's a cylinder cube of ice, the cup over the cylinder cube. There's a little pile of apple, uh, wood apple, like, apple wood. There you go. I'm, I'm so stupid. Some apple wood. They have, like, a little rind of, uh, what kind of rind was that, Sam? It was an orange rind. An orange rind. Guys, check it out. I'm not that smart, all right? But this shit's so good. And then they have... A little beaker. Is that a good term? Is that right? A... No. Okay. A whiskey glass. A whiskey glass. God or dang tumbler. it. Anyways, they start the applewood on, on fire. fire. Okay, you, go, you take it from here. And they blow it out, put the glass on top of it, and just let the smoke just gather in the bottom of, like, in, well, like, the bottom of the glass, which is the top, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then he... Gets a hold of the piece of ice, flips the glass over, puts the ice in, starts pouring the whiskey mixture mm-hmm. into the glass, and you just see the smoke just, like, mm-hmm. rolling out the sides. It was the most beautiful thing I think I've ever seen. How did it taste? You didn't tell me. The first sip, I was like, oh, that's okay. I let it sit there in that smoke for, like, two minutes and then took my next drink. So good. Phenomenal. I, it was delicious. So I, I thoroughly, and the, the, the cocktail to start us out, the conversation, it primed us, baby. We were ready. Mm-hmm. Then they came out. They gave the speech of what we got. Chef Fima gave the speech. Then they asked us what we wanted. Two choices to, for our uh, For us, our first class. For our start. First course. First course. It was a halibut. Mm-hmm. And Sam, Sam got the halibut. I did. 
And the other one was a sous vide egg with egg cookie with almonds. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. Something like that. So I got that. I got. The oh no! It was a uh, caramelized walnuts. Caramelized walnuts. Okay. Pecans. Walnuts, pecans. Whatever. Whatever. It was some sort of nut. So I got that. Sam got the other one. Sam, what did they? So you could do wine pairing, or, or you could do cocktail pairing. Mm -hmm. We all chose wine pairing. Do not ask me what wines we drank with our meals. Yeah, you have no idea. What was the guy's name? Tim the Somalier. Tim the Somalier. It's a Somalier. So Tim, OG, gangster. And then it's, he's a Somalier. And so he pairs the food with the wine. Well, he pairs wine with the food. No, I, I thoroughly believe that they paired the food off the wine. Anyways. That's so, how good he was. He's so good. You You eat this food... And while you're eating it, you're drinking your wine. And it's like an extension of the food. It doesn't even make any sense how goddamn good they did. Ugh. So good. Tim, you're, you're a god. And so, oh, beautiful. Okay? Mm-hmm. Then we moved on to the next course. Mm-hmm. Okay? Prime rib with some sort of sweet potato and other potato mixture. And then there was tater tots filled with some sort of cheese. Yeah, I think it was uh, brie and gruyere. Gruyere? I don't know. Um, but it was freaking yum-yum. Yeah. And then, Sam, what did you have? I had squash and chicken. It literally tasted like Christmas. Just imagine all those spices that you just smell at Christmas time. I ate it. So if you're an adult like myself and you got the prime rib... Oh, it was so juicy and flavorful. And the potatoes were yummy. And then there was a red wine, which was just an extension mm. of the meal. It was so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was phenomenal. I, I loved the dessert, though. Then we moved on to the dessert. What's the dessert? It was an apple tart. At this point, we're so goddamn full. Mm -hmm. We can't even think. But mm -hmm. what we got to eat it. You got to take down the apple tart. Mm -hmm. And we it, got wine. Dessert wine to go with it. Dessert wine. And then we got like the level up of dessert wine, which was even better. Yeah, the dessert wine that he paired with the dish is a late autumn harvest. But then he gave us a glass of a more expensive version of that same wine, which is harvested in early autumn. Mm -hmm. And it's like thicker and. I, I liked that one way more than the other one. I liked that one for drinking more. I thought the other one paired a little better because it was a little lighter. I thought it was a little too tart to go with the tart. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But that's just me. Yeah. But anyways, at the end of this, I am determined now to be fancy and eat good food like that for dinner at least five times a week. Jesus. Oh, my. We should just have a chef in our house then. Correct. Oh, my God. I mean, that was God. our plan anyways. Oh, my God. That's true. It All right, so Sam. Good. What was your favorite food of the night? The halibut. Dude, mine too. I couldn't believe how good it was. Mm -hmm. I I ordered the halibut, and Sean's just like, babe, you don't like fish. Like, you're. why are you ordering that? And I was like, because it sounds really fucking good. So I'm fucking ordering it. And I... And I Sean made halibut for us a couple weeks ago, and I actually enjoyed how he made it. And if I enjoyed how Sean made it, I'm going to enjoy how a fancy chef makes it. Yep. And I was right. Yep. 
I I couldn't believe how good. I'm so glad that I ate half of your halibut and gave you half of my sous vide egg. Yeah, I really wish we would have both gotten halibut. God, it was so good. It was really good. I mean, the rest of the food was phenomenal. Everything was delicious. There wasn't anything we had that wasn't good. Oh, yeah, 100%. But the halibut was next level. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's uh, that was our fun. We, we are definitely going to be going back to FEMA's because uh-huh. it is the, um, it is so the good. class. And... Um, Boy, the the wine pairing was just next level. And the staff there, they're just, oh. they were all so friendly, such wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to go again. Yeah, we're definitely going to be doing that again. So that was, that was our food endeavors for the week. Mm-hmm. It was enjoyable. It was fun. It was. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing that stuff again. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sean, we got to cut this podcast short. We are going to a car auction. Heading to an auction. Not that I have any money to buy anything, but I like to look. Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody, thanks for joining us on today's episode of Me Being a Fat Fuck and Sam Watching Me Eat. Join us on the next episode and check out our Instagram, Tutors of Life. And we'll catch you on the next one. See you.